Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. My name is Josh, and tonight I'm here with Cooper Ward. Cooper Ward is a small group leader uh, in our middle school ministry. He leads worship for us all the time. His wife is on staff at the Kirk. Um, There's truly few people that I've been around that encourage me more than Cooper. Um, Humble spirit, lovely heart, uh, ready to serve, ready to step in. Um, Right now he's leading our sixth and seventh grade boys. Um, with two other guys in our church, and he's and he's doing a great job. Um, but I wanted him to kind of introduce himself a little bit more. So Cooper, uh, tell us what I haven't already told them. Yeah. Um, so I am a domestic violence advocate. Um, I I love my job. I get to work with um, a a very wide variety of of people, people that I never would have gotten the chance to work with or interact with outside of church. And I think. I love that it also doubles as an opportunity to kind of be the light. I mean, I'm never really put in a position where I can talk about like my faith intimately outside of work or sorry, inside work. But um, yeah, I love that it, it gives me the opportunity to one, reach out to um, to people that that might not get to experience Christ that day, just in that kind of work. And it's, it's, it's a really tough thing. Um, I, that's what I do for work. I love all things nerd. Um, I, I love like any any board game that takes more than four hours to play. That's like the perfect way to spend a day for me. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Anything that takes more than four hours. Colton, my brother, just got back into town, and he was like, "Oh man, I brought this board game. It's called Terraforming Mars. This thing, like each turn, takes like an hour to play. <laughs> like I am so pumped because we're gonna like sit down at a table." Here in, a, here in like a, a couple days and just just play this board game. That's all we're going to do. I'm so excited for it. Love wow. long board games. Um, That's something yeah. I did not know before this moment. I, I love long board games. I love tabletop RPGs. I love... Um, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. Okay. D- D&D is a tabletop RPG, but there's tons of different ones. Um, okay. I love to grill and I love to cook. Um, definitely, definitely like big hobbies, love trying out new recipes. I did a, a stir fry recipe tonight that was super fun. I actually used like like ramen noodle packs. Um, great for great for cooking stir fry, believe it or not. Um, wow. What else? Um, and my wife practically dresses me in all, in all fashions. Um, like pretty much every single article of clothing I have in my closet is, is now hers. And that's after like two years of her having full dominion. And I didn't (laughs) want to admit that at the start of our marriage, I was like, I want to maintain like this little bit of control. Uh, but yeah, that went out the window, like six months. It's just easier. It's just easier, man. He's happier. I'm happier. Right. I don't care. Yeah. As long as we match (laughs) and you're good with it, whatever. I feel like those are, those are three fun facts. My hobby yeah, I, is what I do for work and yeah, my wife dresses I, me. That's great. I, I legitimately just learned like three new things about you. I mean, I knew what you did for work. <laughs> I assumed that your wife dressed you. 
but I didn't know. And now, okay, okay, great. Um, so <laughs> that's a good reward. Here, here's what we want to do. Um, we, we have a different format. We want to uh, kind of have really communal conversation. Uh, and conversation, usually it's going one way where I'm asking the questions, but, but we, I guess we want to switch that up a little bit and both ask questions. So I'm going to start us off with um, maybe a softball question. Um, so I've done this with every, with every person that we've been on. Uh, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? So you can only, you can only pick um, one. I feel like it's the, the favorite Bible verse. It isn't like, cause I feel like there are a few favorite Bible verses that are taken really out of context. And the one that can be a favorite isn't. And it's like, it's just the straight up man. It's the, it's the Bible verse that hits 400 in the world series. It is Matthew 28, 20. And I'll be with you always. Okay. That might be misquoted. I mean, depending on different, different versions. Um, growing what? up with Psalms 119, 11. Um, uh, I have hidden your word in my heart. I may yes. sin against you. That's, that's how I knew you grew up Methodist, because that was your favorite verse <laughs> as a kid. I, okay. That's, yeah, okay. Um, so I have actually have never had somebody say Matthew 28, 20. Uh, big fan of that. Um, favorite Bible verse being Matthew 28, 20. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, but I know that we're going to go back and forth. Um, yeah, our audio is going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can you can take two and then I'll take two because I have, I have yeah. two questions that kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. I know we're going to go one on one, but my second one kind of matches with that. What is your favorite worship song of all time? Oceans. <laughs> really? um, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, I was. Well, I found out what a tabletop RPG was. I'm about to find out your favorite song. Um, may fail. OK. Um, beautiful. Phil Wickham? Yeah. Yeah. Megan and I got married to that song. Oh, really? Yeah. We walked down the aisle and I asked people to join us in worship. Wow. Uh, when we arrive at Eternity Shore, um, where <laughs> something, the lyric and, and fear is no more, uh, we'll enter in as the wedding bells ring, your bride will come together and we'll sing you beautiful just represents marriage so well. And then we read out of Ephesians for the, for our marriage. So, um, yeah. You guys got married way holier than Jordan and I did. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) I don't even know. I I think, I think Jordan's song was like by Vanessa Carlton or something. (laughs) That's, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it was like, I'll, I'll love you for a, for a thousand years. And the whole time that song was playing, I'm sitting up there thinking like, man, that's a long time. Vanessa (laughs) Carlton. I don't know who that if that's what it was, but I just kept thinking like a thousand no, years. Like it's the it's the Twilight song. Da 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 da. Waiting yes. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then whenever you said Vanessa Carlton, I was like, oh, the processional. The bride stands up. Everyone turns. But da 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 da. No. And then I actually uh, instead of worshiping, I sang to my wife. I uh, there's a song um, by Between the Trees called changed by you and i like that song and so and she likes that song too so i sang that to her at our wedding live uh which was which was pretty pretty uh 
yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So you guys sang worship songs and we sang thousand years. I just kept thinking like, man, that's a long time to love somebody. That's a long a thousand time. years. Are we sure? This is, I'm, sure? I'm thinking like 50 tops. <laughs> like we're not making it that long. <laughs> like we're just, I'm, I'm going to be in the ground anyway. Anyways. All right. So, so I had to 75 if we're lucky, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like if we're lucky, I'm banking on something. Anyway. All right. So you got to go ahead. Okay. During one of our first conversations, you railed on a worship musician. I got to know, what's your thing against Cody Carnes, man? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. CC, yeah. Big old CC. Um, so, he he has kind of changed it up a little bit, uh, but that's recent, I think. Um, he writes a lot of songs that don't have many lyrics. And it's just like, it's like this one phrase or two phrases over and over and over again, which is fine. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I I want to sing good theology. And like the cross has the final word. It's good theology, but it, it doesn't do anything for my present. Like, that's great. The cross has the final word. What the heck does that mean? Like, you, like if I'm a new, so I, I don't know. He's just great melodies. Um, and, and, and all that, but yeah, I just, I just felt like his songs were really shallow. Um, the run so, to the father song is pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. Run to the father's great. Yeah. He's putting out some good stuff coming out. Um, yeah, but that's so all it's, it's more like the minimal, the minimalist nature of lyrics. Right. And, and then the, you know, the, the thing that, that the traditionalists say sucks about contemporary music, contemporary worship is that there's like, it's not deep enough or whatever. And I would say that like, that is true for some of the contemporary music, i.e., I guess, I don't even know if Cody Carnes, You don't need like to name old names, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just, I, just I, I do, I do like contemporary worship. I love contemporary worship. But I, I just, we, we need something deeper than, you know, the, yeah. So that, that's really my, was my, my big thing. It was like, hey, but if that's the only thing that like people are singing, like people who are new in their faith are singing the crosses of fire, yes and amen, I will take it. But you and I, right, we've been yeah. doing worship for, for a while, so it was different. So you, yes, I, I like Cody Carnes as a person. As a person, when, fantastic. When, um, I can't, I'm going to blank on the name of the song. Um, oh, Hillsong did it. Um, Amazing Grace. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's like a 10 million something or others. Um, 100 billion times. Oh yeah, hundred yeah billion yeah. I so, mean, I had to yeah. listen to that song over and over again and just like recycle it and go through the lyrics. Yes, I love so, singing. Um, so that, but that would be like the extreme of the other end, right? Where like you can't sing that song without having a confidence monitor in front of you. Like, there's so no. many words in it. I mean, I can't um, sing any song without a confidence well, monitor in front of me. <laughs> that's true. But, um, I mean, like, there's there. So, like, you you have this. So, and like, Hillsong is is kind of guilty of it too, I guess. Like, but my favorite worship song is the um, Agnes Day, uh, and it's very simple. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Like, so, so that's my favorite. Cause I, cause I think that's setting us up for eternity. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, even the more prominent ones do that as well. Um, I feel like that worship song really digs into like the meditative nature of worship music. That's true. And, you can sit and, in that. And I feel like you, you as a person 
focus really hard on meditating prayer and you're really good at facilitating it. So I can see how those two things line up. Yeah. So I, I like that one because yeah, it's, it's scripture. I love singing scripture. It's never a bad idea to sing the scriptures. Um, and I, I love it because yeah, you can, you can, um, create the posture in the room, I guess you could say, or, or help, help create the posture in the room. Love singing um, scripture. Um, yes. Sing the scriptures. Hashtag sing the scriptures. That's that's the goal. So I I wanted to meet with two of the people in our church that kind of that do worship music and and build uh, slides for lyrics about what it might look like for me to step into a role of like um, assigning like when we do like a page we're singing a page and it has two lines of lyrics across it on the bottom in parentheses it would have. Ephesians three fifteen. That's a random verse. I don't. Yeah, sure. I, that's completely out of context. But it would be like, oh, if someone someone was like, if someone came into the church, they would know that we are Bible grounded. Yeah, yeah, we're people um, of the Bible. I said that earlier when I was on. Yeah, or like <laughs> yesterday, I think I was like, yeah, like we're people of the book, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm with my that. my brother's church does it, and I think it'd be great. And I've heard some people say like, well, what if there's not a, a scripture verse that like lines up totally with like the lyrics that we're singing? And <laughs> just like I don't know if we should be singing it then. Yeah, uh, probably, yeah, probably should evaluate why we're singing it, or just yeah, yeah, get, yeah um, get the question asked: Why are we singing the song? And there are some worship songs that aren't going to match up like that, but they're all like "God's so great." Let me tell you how God is so great and elaborating. Yeah. That, that's very indicative of like a lot of like the earlier psalms, just speaking to like the grander nature of God, and that's cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, when it comes down to theology, yeah, we should sing good theology. I'm, yeah. I'm with that. Well, and even like a hundred billion times, like, you know, God of creation will like there at the start before the beginning of time, like that's all scripture. And so I, I love that. But as a, as a worship leader, a musician, it's, that's a difficult song. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a hard song. song to sing. It's got a lot of, and, and a few of their songs lately have been like that. So, you know what the theme song for 2020 should have been the, the hill song. No, it's the hill song song where, uh, what is it? People come together because it's like clean hands, pure heart. You know, that's. Uh, I mean, that's the dad. Give joke us, of, give of us clean hands by Chris Tomlin. That's like a mid two thousand song. <laughs> yeah, but the the song of twenty twenty, the, the clean the clean hands, pure heart. Some some of some of our middle schoolers are gonna laugh at that, and I'm gonna appreciate that. Okay. Some of them are gonna laugh at that, and it's gonna be. <laughs> that's great. the good joke. Yes, that's that's the joke. Um, anyways all right what's your next one um what's your going into the second thing um you've told me before that you've got a background in worship music um and i don't know how much your background was in worship music and how much of it was in in tennessee the east coast or or even when you got here in oklahoma here's what i want to know what's your and this is like don't take too long, like a two-minute two question, maybe. What's your least favorite thing and your most favorite thing about the worship music industry? Worship music industry? Yeah, like uh, the, the, the people around that are that are the ones, you know, like writing the lyrics, producing, making the stuff happen, um, and then the artists. Sure. Right, just so. so. Yeah, so my least favorite part is that it's profit-driven, not always glory-driven. Um, so the perspective is skewed. That's my least favorite part. But again, like you got to sell records, I, I guess. Like if that's if that's your job, you got to do it. Um, but my favorite part is that you can see there is older people sticking around 
and and like creating space for younger people coming up and instead of like getting out of the way they're like staying to help the younger people be like hey carry this further don't like like don't just take it and run with it and then run into a wall like keep this going um and really that's that's only specific for like churches that have done really good um have done really good jobs of uh producing their own stuff um where they have these massive teams where you know like you can look at like church of the highlands or life church or obviously hillsong or uh church home or, or what whatever uh, elevation they have all these young teams young team members and instead of the older people kind of getting out of the way they're being a help to the younger people saying like hey this is how far we've been able to go we need you to push this even further like we don't need you to push us out so you can do your own thing we want to steward it well that's that's probably my favorite part do you ever see the, like the least favorite part the like profit not glory driven is that do you ever like see that in the way that songs are created sometimes or do you do you feel like the people like writing the lyrics and, and like producing the song get like their their ideals get seen well it's like it's like anything right so great example when um hillsong young and free did that song uh, this is living and lecrae did a rap part in it he did a, he did a little bridge that was rapping um they had to like fight real hard for that because they were saying like that's not our demographic like our demographic doesn't doesn't want the rap part so you, so you know what i mean like like the they're they're catering part of it to their demographic which again like it's sales like lecrae rapped uh lecrae rapped to a crowder song uh that, that was like five six years ago i don't i have no idea how long ago that was but like crowder's crowd is not a rap crowd which is so when right. it came you're like oh okay cool. right but but crowder's crowd is weird enough to be like Ugh, i mean okay it's like it's like the bon Iver <laughs> crew, right like i i love bon Iver, so i can jam with bon Iver with francis and the lights or kanye west or even taylor swift like what none of those people are remotely alike but <clears throat> i can i can love bon Iver and all those different so so i just think like of course you see it because um you know, I mean, they, they sell certain records in certain places and like certain countries listen to certain people more than, yeah, it's, it's all preference. But um, I, the, the crazier thing is, I, I don't think, at least initially, is I don't think it's intentional. Um, but like then dollars get big and it's like, you know, or, you know, may, maybe maybe the thought is like we have a product here that we can produce and really like do something good with it instead of doing like something God with it. Does that make sense? Um so yeah, that's that's my my two minute takeaway on worship industry. So I've never been asked about that. So I'd, I'd really want to hear like like break it down with like an artist and then like a really popular writer, I and just be like same questions. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I don't know much about like the whole worship industry thing. Like I've done a I've done a few things with a few people, but that's that's old 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 old. Yeah. Um. Not well. Yeah. Old old. So, okay, um, I'm going to go to again. Um, what is the best part about marriage? I think they're, they're always there, um, which like some people can be look at that and be like, oh, they're always there. I can never get my alone time. Um, I think Megan and I have a pretty good balance with that because I'm introverted and I spend a lot of time at work talking with, with other people and coworkers. So when I get home, I immediately want to like sit down and, and 
do my own thing for like an hour. That's where Megan is like, wants to continue socializing when she gets home. And sometimes whenever she's working from home, she's like, you're the only person I've seen all day. And you're going to tell me right when you get home, you can't talk to me. So it's a that we've had to, yeah, it's a balance that we've had to work. I can, on. I can hear her saying that. Like, I, that's funny. Like, you've been away from me all day, and like, yeah. Oh man, that's 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 funny. She is. Um, sometimes I just walk by her office. I'm like, girl, you you look ex- exhausting to me. Like, you're just so going, going, going. And I, I need a little bit of that. I need her cup of confidence and a cup of energy from her. Like, she is man she just keeps going there are so many things though that would not happen if she weren't there and like that that, (laughs) that's the best part of like having her around is like man there are so many things that wouldn't get done if Megan wasn't here and no I so 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 always having so 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 here's here's my second part they're always there yeah and and I want to explain that just a little bit more before we move on like all right they're like good times great our first six months of marriage were so awesome and then we started out like the like 2020 or we we got married like right at the end of may so like we almost get to like split those years so the second six months we started off with our dog passing away in a really tragic way um and then we all started to quarantine um coming up that summer whenever the quarantine got like uh, a little bit more intense that was whenever like man that that was hard for us because we had to figure out ways to to spend time with each other but also spend alone time but i think us like knowing that we entered into our marriage with a different idea of it like we are we are with each other till death do us part no matter what um we just knowing that like even we're still in the thick of it now but i know that on the other side of it, I'm still gonna have Megan. That's good. I told Jordan when we like right right before we got married, I was like, "Hey, just to let you know, if you leave me, I'm going with you." So, <laughs> so I just set her up to be like, "Hey, on the other side of this, even if you don't want me, you got me," and that's that's how it is. So, okay. So, but but to your point about working at home now, here's the here's the the second question: If if you had a dream job that you could do from anywhere in the world dream job it can be working from home doing something or whatever um what would it be uh first mayor of the martian capital like like mars the planet mars yeah (laughs) if we if we colonize mars by the time i am still able to take flight in space I want to be the first mayor or or ambassador of the United <laughs> Nations base people. Um, I and if that's not possible, I would love to be a sociologist employed with anyone spacefaring, just to like for my job to be to like come up with protocols for first contact. Like I'm, I'm not even kidding. My dream <laughs> job is is yeah yeah a hundred percent. I I want to I want to be the mayor of Mars. The, the first Man. one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have a follow up for that. I just need to see that right there. So, I, so what, I'm, what I'm, I'm kidding. Zero percent, man. We, I would fly. So, we need to link up with Elon, who goes to space on the reg, and be like, hey, why don't we hire you? You, you hire, hire my boy Coop. I'm not even kidding. And, and just let him live out his dream on the red planet. 
as wow that's, my dream that's amazing actually that i'm that i'm going to thank you that i'm going to settle into i, I want to be an educator 100 i want to work in public education I, I feel like i've known it for quite some time and then as i was working on completing my degree i was a substitute teacher for owasso public schools for about half a year um and they're like man substitute teaching is wild because you'll walk in and people will be like oh you know math <laughs> like right yes yes i know yeah. math yeah. um yeah e really equals like mc squared in. we know yeah. this yeah yeah we sure yeah. do hey do you remember um, just real quick and then you can do your question um it was like just a, just a few months ago, uh, the public school system in Oklahoma, if you guys don't know who are listening in Tulsa or everywhere, really, the public school system that had kind of needed help. They were running out of teachers. Teachers were getting sick. So I signed up to be a substitute teacher. And I was like, hey, man, like my daughter goes to Jinx. I will substitute teach on Fridays. It's my off day. I'll just love on these, you know, students and, and, and help them and just help the school and help, you know, I want to serve. And I put you down as a reference because I thought it was just like a general like a like a volunteer thing and i ended up applying for a full-time job <laughs> that's what i was saying you, man. <laughs> yeah you, so like you remember that because like you had texted me you're like hey bro like this is a, a full-time job are you okay are you leaving the church i'm like no i just signed up to help the school system and like that was the only like application they had they told me to fill out the application and so i but i put like four <laughs> or five people from the church on there to to reference because i'm like well i'm with all the students all the time and I, you know, just one day a week, they pay like a hundred dollars a day. And I, I didn't even know that. I was like, no, you guys don't have to pay me. Like, I'll just come and help out. And I had all, all these people at the church, my references, and they were texting me like, wait, this is a full-time job. Are you leaving the church? I'm like, no, I, not that I know of. Like, this email for the, for the people that are, that are going to be listening to this, this, this email that I got was like, Hey, we'd like you to complete a background check or be, be a part of this reference check. Right. So I like right. sent me sent me to a link that I like finished clicking on all these answers. I was like, five, 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 zero. <laughs> no, that's a negative question. Five, five, five <laughs> next. And then it was like, thank you. You've completed this. The position was for full time, 36 hours working for public schools. I was like, Josh, yeah. my man, are you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I was, I was just trying to help. I saw the need. I was like, hey, let me let me step in and help. Um, it turns out the principal called me and said, she said, you had really good reviews. When did you, when you come in for an interview? I was like, what do you mean for an interview? <laughs> That's how I found out. Because the principal of the school asked me to come in for an interview. I was like, isn't this just like a volunteer thing? And she was like, no, you filled out an application. And I was like, yeah, for like, you want to background check your people. Like, I get that. And she's like, okay, well, you have a great day. And like, she didn't even finish talking. She got like so excited and you just, just dropped her all the way down. Yeah, I, I was, I felt so bad. I was like, no, like, I'll still come in and help you. But she didn't want, no, she was, she was like, this guy's an idiot. And I was like, well, probably. All right, you're up, go. Okay, so I'm, I'm doing like lighter questions up front, heavy, and then we'll go back down to medium. Sure. Um, so a heavy question here. It sounds like you. a Buffalo Wild Wings menu, by the way. <laughs> um so you've been you've been in student ministry for a while uh certainly you're gonna have some students that have that have come to you with some really hard things how do you talk to to students um how do you encourage them how do you level with them um how do you guide them as they're coming to you with a difficult thing maybe like um like drug and alcohol abuse sure so uh that's a great question um i 
I meet them where they are, uh, as in like their intensity for the issue, I try to carry that intensity for the issue. Uh, or like their excitement for the news, I try to meet, match their excitement or whatever it is. And so if they're, if they're coming to me, um, I'm probably not, you know, they've probably already told some other people. Um, they probably told some friends, they probably told, you know, someone. Um, rarely has it been where like they're, they're telling me like, you're the first person I've told about this, this crazy thing. Um, so I, I meet them where they are um, because at that point they can't meet me where I am. Like they're, like they're bringing me news. And so I need to, to kind of mold down to, or, you know, wh wherever they are, I need, I need to fit their mold at that moment. Um, and then um, I will ask them pretty much every time I've, I've had people come to, come to me with, uh, you know, oh, I'm, I think I'm gay um, or I am, you know, I, I have a same sex relationship now and no one knows, or like I've contemplated suicide or I'm struggling with this or that or whatever. And then I ask them um, really, really one question, how long has this been going on? And then uh, they'll answer, they'll say, I don't know, three months or, five, or a year or whatever. And then I'll say, okay, really, how long has this been going on? And if the answer is the same, <laughs> and, and, and if the answer is, is the same, uh, I know either one of two things, either, either tell me the truth or either not. Uh, but most of the time the answer changes, right? The, the second time they're like, well, okay, I said six months, but it's really been like a year. And when they do that, if that's the answer, then I know that they really want to talk. Um, because like now, like they're being honest. Um, and if you can't be honest with yourself, can't be honest with anybody else. Um, and then really, um, before even trying to walk them through a biblical answer or anything like that, I just try to meet them from a human perspective. Like, hey, I've struggled with some of these things too. Um, I have questions too. I might not have struggled with this specific thing, um, but really just meeting them where they are in, in every space and, and context and meaning of the word. like. If you're struggling with this, I, I might not have struggled with that, but I have struggled. Um, and then uh, really specifically just sit where they sit, feel what they feel, ask the Lord for a burden, and then preach. It's Ezekiel 3. So after those first two things, I do the Ezekiel thing. They keep trying to reinvent ministry, and he's already told us how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like... Thousands of years ago, they answered, how, how do you guys do ministry? Oh, we'll sit where they sit and feel what they feel. Ask a little for a burden and then preach. I feel like ministry has has really, it, it should like, not not stay the same. It, I mean, we should be doing ministry the way that we've been told to do ministry in scripture, right? Right. But there's like this Parks and Rec episode where, Leslie, if, if you haven't seen it by now, I'm not spoiling anything. Um, right, <laughs> where they're like they're trying to sell like water with fluoride in it to their town and they're like making up this like you're gonna get so many sparkle points every time you get like yeah like, you're not changing water with fluoride but you are trying to like juice it up a little bit there, right so there's a difference in those two things right right and, and i and i think like you know, one of the things that students can do better than anyone uh is man they could they could spot a disingenuous person like if you're fake, they know it's not even a, a cons like, I mean, they just know. Um, and so, you know, on always lead with honesty, always be open. Um, don't be like shocked. Like, I mean, if, if you're shocked by the things you hear in student ministry or ministry in general, you just haven't been in ministry long enough. Like it'll, it'll happen. It'll come. I've, I've, I've done funerals for 15 year olds and 20 year olds and 30 year olds and all, all, I mean, and, and I've done, um, you know, I've been able to celebrate marriages with, I mean, so it all comes, it all, it all comes. And, and, uh, 
I think uh, John Steinbeck says it came and it passed and it came to pass. So after we're done with, with this hard thing, there'll be another hard thing around the corner and then there'll be a good thing. Then it'll be a, another, and then it's just in seasons and flows. Honesty, meet them where they are, ask them the question twice. Always thank them for coming to you. Always, hey, thanks for, thanks for coming to me. Ask if you can share with your small group leader, like, hey, can I share this with your leader? Can I share this? Have you shared this with your parents? All the, just all those kind of, uh, I guess you could call them prodding questions, but not really. Um, just, hey, I'm, I want to I want to set this situation up for success. So, yeah, I always hate prodding questions, like calling something a prodding question. What's well, really just a question that might be a little harder to ask when you say it's right. a prodding question. I think it, it immediately makes someone think like, oh, I don't want to answer that. And it makes someone maybe want to pull back from like from being honest. For sure. Um, for sure. I, I like what you said about matching excitement. I think that's something that's like naturally a lot harder for me um like matching excitement levels i've got like switches that i can turn on but it's a lot better when i can be like when i can be enthusiastic about something and encourage right. someone else to be enthusiastic about it um right. which i think is why i love sixth and seventh grade boys yeah um for sure because man i can amp up anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um yeah um and anything can get amped up and it can right. go from zero to 100 instantly. Um, I was about to say, just wait till retreat. You're going to find out not only can you amp up anything, anything can get amped up. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Middle school is, is some, of, some of my favorite, some of my favorite people. They're, they're awesome. Great. Very much. Great is sitting down, chilling, empathizing with you, listening to whatever they got going on. Um, but matching different excitement levels, I think is something that maybe that's, that's a skill that I need to work on. I think. Yeah. And it's, and it's not even, again, it's not to be disingenuous because like, so, you know, you can do it with your wife or, you know, with my kids, like, you know, I do it with my kids. Uh, Lily comes home and tells me something about school. Boy, if she's excited, Susie did what today? How in the world? You know, I don't, I don't know Susie, but she does. And, and, you know, she's an extension of me. And so, you know, Noah comes and I played on the playground for 23 minutes at like 23 minutes. What? that's amazing, you know, just, just different things. And then, you know, oh, somebody was mean to me. Who was mean to you? What did they say? How did you respond? You know, just, just trying to match their. I think I can do that with Megan. Like she comes home and she's talking about one of her work, one of her friends, this person did this. And I'm like, did they, what? Yeah. Did they yeah, do that? What? That was so yeah. rude. That is, yeah, no, I, okay. I see where you're getting right. That, right. right? Um, yeah. Um, do I have to ask another one? Cause you went two and now I'm at three. I am at three. You're at two. Or no, no, no. I'm at four. You're at three. Oh, rough. Okay. You can. I have another one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So um, what is the hardest part of the Bible for you? Man, the hardest part of the Bible is the is the convicting stuff. Really, really a lot of a lot of Paul. Um because I think that that's like a lot of what what Paul wrote to different churches and to Timothy is like where a lot of continual growth is found. A lot of like practical advice that's being given to churches as they're like in this newborn infancy toddler stage of being a church. Right. Um, that's, that's where that sanctification starts to roll back. I think the, the hard part that people typically tend to think about the most is like, like 
justification by works or faith or like like revelation and thinking about what's to come or thinking about what this theologically means to this and people are wrestling over these scriptures and my immediate reaction like i have to i have to stop and be like how much does that stuff matter for the work that we need to be doing now Mm. um and i think that so we have bible scholars that have you know, learned and, and poured over different scriptures and it's their job to teach this stuff at like Christian higher ed for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but for your lay person, um, do you love well? Do you meet people where they're at? Um, can, can, you, can you just talk with someone without having a judgmental attitude or conversation? Can you- Or, or a motive. You just like have a normal conversation, right? Without yeah. trying to like beat the Bible into them or something. That's that's always like yeah. what happens at the end times is like the top of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and and mm. you know what that is that's a wrong way of explaining that because that that says that like this is the most important thing and it's really not like yeah because because there's so um, many other things that get to that point. That's 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 not a good frame of reference for things to understand scripture wise. I think if the the most important thing that we should put the most gravity on is our ability to love others well. Hmm. Um, baseline. Yeah, I, I love what you said. That. Does does this does this hard thing matter for what we need to be doing now? There there's there's everything in the Bible matters. Everything everything in the Bible matters. But like, does it matter that a donkey prophesied in in the now, like with gospel conversations that I'm having? Like, does that specific thing, you know, we can talk about it and we can theologize it. And if that's a word or if it's not, whatever. I, I, that's, I have a degree in Bible and theology. I don't know if that's a word or not. So probably didn't get much <laughs> out of my education. But um but yeah, like, 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 do those things matter to the now? And some of them do, and, and, and some of them don't. Like, um, you know, girls, you want to look cute when you come to church and do great, do your thing. Don't be, you know, don't be a distraction. Guys, you want to be, <clears throat> I don't know, whatever you think the Lord is calling you to be, that's great. But like, be gentle, like, <laughs> be, be, be humble, those kind of things, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, and actually, you spoke into it, and I have this on my topic sheet. Um, lay leadership. So if you could create the perfect lay leader for student ministry, what are the, like the top two things that like character traits that person would have? Would you define lay leader for the, uh, for the chat here? Yes. For the, yes. For the people listening? Yes. So lay leader in church is essentially a volunteer who is, who is a member of the church um, or at least uh, in good standing in the faith. Um, and for our church, for lay leader, we kind of hold the same qualifications as elder, um, you know, good, good rapport and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so just, just a volunteer leader in the church um, that we try to bring around and or that, that, that we try to bring into ministry actively. So they're actively involved in ministry. So with that, top two character traits for a lay leader in student ministry. Okay. So char- character traits is in like, they have like, they're really good at like this emotion or like there's, they're like knowledgeable about this. They're, they're, um, how wide is so, this? Question? 
so so like my two things if you want to lead in students uh like a um you've got to be willing to be wrong or at least be told you're wrong a lot like that that's like a big thing be willing to just like be wrong and like you might not be but that's okay and then two you have to like snacks if you don't like snacks you you can't you can't be in student ministry if you don't like snacking what are we doing here so and so like something like that like i don't know maybe your top kickers is if, if you don't like mountain dew you can't be a, i don't know just i mean deep shallow whatever you got you got to be ready to get baja blast at at any point in your career as a as a as a youth lay leader i'm telling that you baja blast student, hits differently. student ministry has single-handedly and college students have kept taco bell afloat <laughs> Those, you those, so? two, those two subcultures have kept Taco Bell afloat. Okay, so be ready for a Baja Blast. What's your second one? No, I mean, that was I was just rolling into your, your snacking there. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. man, this is – okay, so it's not um, – I, I want any, any one of those leaders to have a, a good command of, like, the ability to point someone in a scriptural direction. So not like mm. – memorizing scripture really intensely not having a thorough knowledge but like if you are in a leadership position of a church and someone is coming to you with an issue if if you can't help them you should at least be able to be like you know what i've got this this bible app that i use and i read this verse the other day for encouragement and it's got this encouragement section that you can go to and click on it has all these links and they're like oh thanks that was great i like there are different like resources that you can pick up over time like that and I think the more that you read, the more that you're just going to know straight off the cuff. And I don't think you need that, but I think you need the ability to point someone in the right direction. Um, mm. um, yeah, that kind of maybe like the referral process is, is way too formal of a word for that. Um, but it's accurate. Like if you don't know the answer, you need to be able to find a way to find the answer. Like be like, hey, I might not know the answer, but I do know this person or I do know this resource and we can look and search together see that's that's why you're great small group leader and the other one actually goes hand in hand with what you said be willing to be told that you're wrong a lot or or for I'm sure way humility yes like <laughs> people people are not prepared for how many times they're going to be like just i mean you could say two plus two is four and a middle school is like no it's fish and you're gonna be like okay Gavin, let's move on now or <laughs> whatever. Uh, like it's it's hard. Last two Wednesdays, I have come and sat down and, and had real conversations with the sixth and seventh grade boys. Um, we've had five five different boys show up the last two weeks, um, and each of them were groups of three, kind of so separate. We really got to have lots of different conversations. Yeah. Um, and we got to like focus in a little bit more three leaders, three youth. Um, and I was humbled by the, the maturity of their answers and the maturity of their answers aren't founded in like their, their memory of the scripture. It's, it's founded in like their humility, like, Oh man, this is maybe the first time I'm talking about this, but I'm willing to like sit here and talk to you about it. I'm willing right. to sit here and, and pour over scripture and have these hard conversations. Two Wednesdays ago, we got done with worship early and still went to eight and they're sitting there talking about this for like an hour and like 15 hour, 20 minutes. Like, ah, uh, it yeah. was like, and I was like, okay, listen, 
thank you so much. We're going to quit and play Gaga Ball for like 15 minutes the next time we go in. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that I, we can... I remember that I had to come, I had to come down and wrap y'all up. It was, I was fun. Like, I was like, man, their parents are here. I'm like, yeah, we, no, that, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's and, great. Um, yeah, hu- humility, I think. I mean, I think it, it's good for, for people to kind of kind of be on their toes a little bit. Um, so just, just for the people listening, if you guys want to serve in Kirk students, you have to love snacks, know where to, if you don't know the answer, how to point people to an answer, and be humble. Those, those are the three things that our lay leaders in student ministry have to be. Love snacks, resource. What was the thing you said? Resource what? Resource familiar? I think I said uh, um, the, have a good referral process. Yeah, referral process. Man, that's fantastic. That's going to be in our core values. <laughs> referral process. <laughs> that's and, the eighth one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then and then uh, be, humble. be humble. All right, so that's two for me. You're up. Okay. So what, um, this is, you were reading the Bible through the seventh time. Is that correct? Yeah. I've been, oh, yes. Yes. No, we've talked I about just, this before. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This will be my, this will be my seventh at the end of this year. Are you expecting anything? This is not a question. Are you expecting anything from that? Like reading through like seven is a holy number. Like at the end of this oh, process, you like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting the Lord to continue to shape me. But I know that that's, that's a horrible, like cheesy answer, but it's true. Like I don't do things unless I'm expecting some kind of, you know, return. Like I, I every time I'm in the Bible, I'm like, Lord, I'm not leaving until you meet me. Um, and you know, every morning he's faithful to do it every morning, every morning. Um, and I don't know. I mean, seven is, is a holy number, the, the number of the Lord, the number of perfection. Um, I, I'm expecting uh, to start my eighth, I guess. I'm expecting to start my eighth time. That's, that's what I would say. I love that. A lovely continuity there. So the question here is, and I'm, I'm actually online trying to find um, the Kirks, like the values where we talk about what our seven core values are. Oh, beliefs. Is this it? Ooh, nope, nope. I thought it was it. Sorry, I found it. it. Should I should say values. So, so one of them is uh, like Bible grounded. Bible, Bible saturated. Is that what Bible it is? is Bible saturated? I hope so, because Aaron's probably going to listen to this. Bible grounded. I got it right the Bible first grounded. time. Dang I got it right. What does being Bible grounded mean to you? Yeah. So for me, being Bible grounded is uh, my Bible is a first response, not a last resort. Um, So I'm able to see my life, my experiences through a biblical lens. Um, And reading the Bible continues to to mature God's people into holy people. And so hopefully not a holier lens than you, but just a holier lens than a prior me. being Bible grounded means that I'm, I'm able to, uh, hopefully, uh, discern more, grow more, know more, um, again, not so that I can be more than, than what I'm supposed to be. Um, but then also, um, being Bible grounded to me means that I have a, a firm foundation so that we can set a big old tall lighthouse on top of that foundation so that people can see and people can have conversations with me and know, like, you know, hopefully this, this guy's walking differently. Um, yeah. So there's, there is an action to that. Oh, I, right. Yeah. There yeah, is. yeah. Yeah. If you, if you know, I felt kind of bad the other day when I, when I 
I was preaching in, in November uh, on the first Wednesday Sunday, and I was like, you know, we can't just sit in the hills forever. You can't just sit in your study forever. Like you have to do something with it. Um, just, just trying to, you know, reiterate the the challenge because we're also mission minded. That's that's another value, Aaron. If you're listening, um, I I just think like, yeah, if if your Bible knowledge just leads to you knowing more things but not doing different things, um, or more of the same things that are producing holiness in you, um, then you're not Bible grounded. You you might you might know the Bible, you you might know things in the Bible, you might know certain verses, but but it hasn't transformed you. It hasn't, you know, me, me being Bible grounded is me being grounded in the Bible. It's not just what you believe, it's what you say and do. Right, 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 right. It's, it's having, it's having that, that in me, that that being my perspective, my view. Um, I, I I see marriage through that. I see death through that lens. I see, you know, life, kids, whatever. I see it through a biblical lens. Marriage again. Great question. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage twice. Yes. No, I I love, I love, I love marriage. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. I love my wife so much. She is, she's fantastic. She's my best bud. So she's your best bud. She's going to love hearing that when she listens to this. No, she's my best bud. (laughs) No, I I said this the other day to somebody. I was like, they're going to have to change our name to Rose because we're best buds. Oh, they're going to start calling us Roses because we're best buds. Love it. I probably heard that somewhere. I did not come up with that. The uh, so the Bible grounded as it's as it's written was uh, demonstrated by grounding everything we believe, say, and do on God's authoritative word. Um, so kind yeah. of kind of taking one of the Kirk beliefs and just seeing how what you said and how they lined up and yeah, lining up pretty good there. Yeah, and it, and it's not to um, it's not to 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 dismantle any person or anything like that, like. Uh, I, I went to a to a charismatic college, like a private charismatic college. I'm a Pentecostal Church of God. I'm not that. Um, I do believe in the Spirit. I do believe in gifts. I believe in all those things. Um, I'm not like a cessationist with a seatbelt. Like no, like the the Lord is still working and moving, uh, and and doing miracles and all these things. Um, but I, I would say often, you know, like hey, these beliefs are really awesome. They'd be even more awesome if that's what the Bible said. Um, so I was a joy to have in class. Love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, everything you're saying is great. It'd be even better if that's what the Lord said about that thing. Yikes. <laughs> um, I've got one more question, and then we can we can do our, our quick one. Do you uh, do you have anything else for me? Or I've got faves. Always in it on faves, which okay. is the rapid fire one. So, so. so here we go. Here's one. Um, tell me about a conversation that you had sometime within the last year with an unchurched person? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I had a conversation just the other night with an unchurched person. Our family was out to eat um, and our waitress. Um, so I, I'm not like a super cheesy, cheesy person, uh, but like every now and again, the Lord is just stirring in my heart. I will write like a Bible verse or something on on the check after I sign it and tip or whatever. Um and Hopefully you so, tip well when you do that, man. <laughs> tipping well is contextual. <laughs> tipping well is contextual. If I got forty dollars in my bank and the meal was twenty dollars, two dollars is a great tip. That's it's it's contextual. Um, it's 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 the heart of the giver, not the gift of the giver that matters. But um, 
I've written written a verse on. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, it's probably an Old Testament verse because I'm in like First and Second Kings right now, which is super uplifting if you just want to read through it. <laughs> um, but um, it was it was something about you know uh, I remember what it was. It was it was one of the reforms, um, and I was reading through and how you know Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I think that's Josiah. Um, and uh, so I put one of the verses on there, and the the lady goes, "What what does that say?" Or like, well, "What does it say?" And I and I told her. And I was like, you know, where do you go to church? She's like, well, we just moved up here. We're not, we're not really at a church right now. Don't really know, you know, new, newly married or whatever. And um, I said, well, hey, uh, you can come to our church or there. Here's I gave her four other churches uh, that 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 we know and, and that we love and, and trust in Tulsa. And I said, hey, you know, these are places that you can go. Let me. And I said, let me know where you decide to go, and I will text the people and tell them to to be looking for you. Um, and so I think one of the churches I gave her was closer to her house. Um, and so it was like a small church. And so um, she, she had messaged me. I gave her, I don't give out my phone number. I gave her my Instagram. Um, <clears throat> and she had messaged me and said, hey, I think we're going to go here. So I texted the person. I was like, hey, be looking for this person. Um, and I think they're going back. That was last week. I think they're going back again this Sunday. So happy, that. To, happy to, to do that. Um, and yeah. It's, do you like the word good. unchurched? Um sure i mean no i don't that that's one of those things like if you if you're not going to church and you're in church you know what i mean like it's like if you don't take a shower you're unbathed like it's it's just it's just it's it's just what it's just what it is you know um yeah i mean I, so i don't want the word to have any kind of stigma attached to it i feel like unchurched is friendlier to non-believers or maybe people yeah. that 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 might not have christ in their life because uh, yeah. it's not like you're not Christian. It's like, you're just you not just having found a church home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, like, and unchurched for me doesn't mean that they haven't been like going to churches. They just haven't found their home church. Unchurched to me is just, you don't have a home church. So like, um, yeah, there's a lot of people in Tulsa like that. Like they might go to life church every now and again, or they might go to wherever. Um, but like, they will say like, well, that's not my home church. I just go there. And my first question is like, why isn't it your home church? <laughs> like, if that's where you go, like uh, we, lo- we, we love Craig. Like, why, why don't, why don't you go? Uh, like, why isn't that your home church? Um, and so, but I, I think for like the non-Christian, um, I don't think they're ashamed of not being called Christian. Like not, I mean, just like I would be, a, sure, yeah, you know, just like they would call me a Christian. Cause I am for, for, for me to say, Hey, are you, you know, you're, you're a non-Christian like that. But every time you say that you always get that, well, it's not, I'm non-Christian. I'm just nothing or whatever. It's like, well, okay. Then like, you're also a non-Muslim. Like, um, you know. yeah. So I'm just, I'm trying to think it through of like, what's the most inclusive way for, for of language that we could use for people that like might be on the cusp of like making a decision of going to, the, to church for the first time or church for like the first time in a decade or two. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just ask, you know, do, do you have a church home? That's, that's, that's how I ask the question. Like, Hey, so, or like, yeah. like, Hey, where, where do you go to church or where's your home church? Or do you have a church home? There are several people um, on our staff that don't go to, that don't go to the Kirk that can attest. Like, that's how I ask the question. Like, Hey, where, where's your home church? Um, so, and then, and then I know, so I can, uh, I don't know, figure out how to love them better encourage them have conversations with them hey there are people on our staff they don't even know this uh that they go to a different church i'll listen to their messages like the message that the pastor preached that week uh just so i can have conversations with them 
I'll be like, hey, like, what, what was the message about? <laughs> and I'll, I'll be like, or I'll, I'll be like, hey, I, I listened to the to the message and, and really found this to be, um, you know, encouraging or whatever. Um, That's walking the extra mile. Hey, man, you know, people will always be why things matter. Don't ever forget it. All right, my AirPods are on ten percent, so I have <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Faves, yeah, I have to do faves. So um, I will do uh, we'll do five faves for you, and then and then you can do you know, five faves for me. How's that sound? Sure. Okay. So real quick favorite. We always start with this one. Favorite food, man, this is tough. This is tough for me. Cause I really love food. Um, like I, I'm just going to say potatoes. Like you can do potatoes so many different ways. If you have to make me say one kind of way to do potatoes, mashed potatoes, that is my so, favorite food. Okay. Um, I'm with that. You you know who's the food that's just as as diverse as uh, the potato, the cauliflower. Mashed, baked, put into a stew. I'm I'm a big fan of cauliflower. All right, favorite place been or have not been? Like I want to go here. I've I've been here and I love it. Favorite place. Favorite place, man. Um... If you don't say incredible pizza, you're lying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get it. No, um... Uh, on top of on top of a mountain um, in the Rockies, I we used to we used to go snow skiing a lot um, when I was a kid. And one time we went, I we took the lift that took us to the, the top of the mountains that was like in that region. Um, I I remember I can remember this. I can see this picture in my mind where uh, this front side of a mountain that got a ton of sun um, had trees on it. The backside had no growth. Um, just seeing like the sharp contrast so high up, and you could see everything around. Cool. Um, I set my eyes into the hills. Right. Where does my health come? I love that. Yeah. All right. Favorite, favorite uh, movie. Pacific Rim. Really? It's Pacific Rim. Yeah. Pacific Rim is my favorite movie. It, I, I don't know if it's like a top I thought you would have said Interstellar. Nah. So it's like, it's like not like a, a top five cinema experience of, of all time. Like it's not like something that I think is going to be put into the national film registry or anything like that. It oh, is really? my favorite movie. It is so entertaining. I haven't watched it in a while. I have a downloader on my computer. I need to. I need. To, I might watch it tonight. I would spend a while. Very interesting. Uh, favorite favorite book of the Bible or elsewhere. Um. Ooh. 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 I. I. I don't read as much as I did whenever I was in high school. Um. Let's say my favorite book is uh, we did a book called The Good and Beautiful God. Um, actually, whenever we were engaged and Megan's dad led this small group for us and we went all the way through it. It's like 12 chapters long. You meet once a week. There's a thing that you do at the end of each chapter to like essentially teach you to like get into good Christian rhythms. Um, some are like different reading tactics for the Bible. Some are like, Hey, go to sleep on time. <laughs> some of them are like, um, and it's really great. Cause it takes you through different chapters of this guy's life and different people that he's known loved it. And Megan and I actually want to take, as soon as we're in a quarantine, we want to lead a small group through this book. Um, cool. People that are kind of in the same walk of life with us. that one, good and beautiful God. And then, uh, my favorite book of the Bible is Romans. It is it is action packed. It has um, the gospel summarized in it, um, but but so much extra 
juice in there that's constantly good for the church. Um, Romans, it's yeah, it's so packed. Yeah, so actually, we just got asked to lead a small group too, and I didn't know what we were going to do um, as far as material. But all right, last one, uh, same thing. I'm all about entertainment. So, what is your favorite TV show um, <clears throat> of all time? Not like through Quora, but like all time. Favorite TV show of all time? Oh, oh yeah. Man. If you say Jag, I'm gonna hang up. <laughs> Why would I say Jag? <laughs> I don't know, dude. This whole thing is oh, very. Isn't, isn't Jag the people that introduced that? Aren't, aren't they the Chair Force? Or, or are no, they in the Navy? They're, they're the Navy lawyers. What is a uh, Chair Force? The Chair Force. So I, was, I mean, I was in the Army, so yeah. The the Chair Force. They'll constantly. Be the oh, yeah. that's funny. Just had that's the funny. Just just really twist the knife in the Air that's, Force there for a moment. That's funny. Um. Man, my favorite TV. I don't know. I shouldn't have such a hard time answering this. Um, a lot I, of good shows. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come the next time I come to church and see. I'm gonna have like five different answers to this question. Um, but for for right now, let's go ahead and say. Um, no, it's just like I don't know why I'm blanking. This is you just asked me this question. I wasn't ready for it. Hold on. Um, was it Big Bang Theory? <laughs> I'm I'm literally googling top TV shows. <laughs> oh man! So I can pick one that I've seen. Um, Are you a fan of the Big Bang? <laughs> I'm so lame. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, uh, okay, you know what? I really liked Firefly. It's it's one show that like really just unfortunately got the smackdown dealt to it um in its first season. Um it is So your favorite show ever is a show that lasted one season? Yeah, I mean it had like a cult following and got axed halfway through for various number of reasons. Um but wow. I'm I'm in I'm solidly in the crew that, that Firefly should have continued. Um, I just got done watching Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and I'm now watching Star Wars Rebels, and I'm very. Are those shows or movies? Um, nope. Okay, I found it. I found my favorite TV show. Okay, so it's The Expanse, um, and I think it, it was done by Sci-Fi and got picked up by Netflix later. Um, there is some mature content in that show as people are are listening to it, but I love it. It's good sci-fi. So. Uh, I like Game of Thrones, so yeah. I mean, I'm, we are I'm just throwing, are. The, I'm throwing the disclaimer out for it. Yeah, okay, cool. uh, your faves. I did. So, I had so much trouble with that question. That's rough. <laughs> That's so rough. Uh, favorite food? Oh, my favorite food is buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, uh, and or and or a fajita. You, I'll throw down on a good fajita. What's the perfect chip for your buffalo chicken dip? the perfect chip man that's a great question so there are these uh, so my wife likes hummus and i hate hummus like i don't even like chickpeas like chickpea like just let it be what it is you don't have to keep trying to make it into all these different things however there's a chip that's like a chickpea tortilla chip dude it, they try to make chickpeas way too many things like that but hummus is like such a key to like a very substantial portion of the earth like... yeah if you live in if you live in the middle east it's it's huge or if you live in the Baltic, it's huge. Yeah. Anyways, um, but there's this uh, like a chickpea tortilla chip that we found uh, one time on accident. Man, that thing is fantastic. It's just like a, like a plain tortilla chip, but it's like made out of chickpeas. And I'm like, okay, chickpea, I see you. 
So buffalo chicken dip and or a fajita. Um, also buffalo chicken salad, which is kind of the same thing as buffalo chicken dip, uh, just with less cheese or no cheese. So um, yeah, buffalo chicken dip forever. Favorite artist or worship song? Uh, secular. Worship song? So not just uh, only Christian? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, favorite Christian artist? Um, man, you know, I am a huge fan of this guy uh, named, uh, he's on my prayer playlist. Let me make sure I get his name right. Um, his name is William Augusto. William, uh, I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Uh, what, yeah, William Augusto. He's on Spotify and his songs are just like, there's no lyrics. It's just like really good stuff to, to just pray to. So I listen to that quite heavily. That's Christian though. I mean, I like, you know, normal Christian music. I don't, I don't really know. Like, I feel like if I'm like, I like Corey Asbury, people are like, bro, he sucks. Or I'm like, well, I really like Hillsong. Oh, how mainstream or whatever. I'm just like, I don't really care. If, like, I don't, I don't really like um, Stephanie Gretzinger. I don't really, oh, no, I like her. I don't listen to a lot of her stuff, but there's a few of her songs that I put on my prayer playlist. So, um, but yeah, I, I like William Augusto. He has one song. It's just called one hour of soaking in God's presence. It's just an hour of just different scapes that he has and that's like dude i could i can get lost in that for a minute or two that's awesome just, and just pray in that so yeah okay um that was harder than than secular artists i like one of your questions and i'm gonna ask you again what's your favorite place favorite place uh I've, that i've ever been um yes. you, ha you have to have been there i'm gonna go ahead and qualify that with mine oh okay uh favorite place i've ever been um Oh man, I don't know. Uh, recently, Jordan and I went to Colorado Springs and we went to Pikes Peak. That was pretty awesome. I, I I really like Colorado. Colorado's, I call it Colorado. Like you are a little bit of a cheesy dad, aren't you? A, a little bit, man. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, I like I like Colorado. Um, I really like Portland. Um, Portland's a really cool city. Um, very artistic big fan of that cool so, Colorado uh, Springs dream car dream car oh gosh yeah. um so do you remember uh that movie Red Dawn uh like yeah, like, sure. like the original one okay so the truck that Patrick Swayze drives that like old 1978 or 81 Silverado like the the old uh like single cab like when they first did like the sport things like the um that that's my that or a um 1998 land rover discovery favorite Either instrument that you wish would become mainstream in worship music saxophone <laughs> <laughs> just no irony there saxophone saxophone 100 dude can you imagine like okay saxophone does some things to some people and just to have that in a mainstream i mean the anointing <laughs> like just hey, give me give me the bridge breakdown saxophone solo no i i don't know just i'm no i don't want to sing the notes uh but i will say no i'm not asking yeah. you to i'm just like no 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 that's... okay so so the bridge breakdown like let's just say we're going into to this bridge it starts off powerfully seductive builds its way into dominant 
and then just kind of almost overbearing where you're like, oh man, how much further can this person go? And then they pull it back just enough for the glory to hit. Boom. And then they take off into the last course. Saxophone. Saxophone. I love it. Yeah. Is that five? I think I did five. That is five. And my AirPods are on 4%. So we have to wrap, but Cooper, thank you so much. You know, I love you and um, very grateful for you. And um, I will put your Instagram uh, handle in the notes. So if you guys want to connect with Cooper, you can. And if you want to tell him um, how funny he is or how smart he is or how handsome he is, um, you just leave that up to Megan and you can tell him everything else. So uh, Cooper, we love you. And thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure.